Welcome to the video game bullshit bonus round. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, we again, we got Jeff, Kyle, Kevin, and Rob. I think he ran to go get a beer. He, he forgot his beer. I'm about to crack one. <laughs> there we go. Damn right. <laughs> so uh, what we're going to talk about in this uh, bonus round is we're going to go over um, some of the things that we've seen, what we've been doing over the last week or so. Um, we're also going to talk about our three favorite items from our gaming collection. So, um, we'll let, uh, Kyle start with, uh, what, what, what have you been doing over the last week aside from, you know, playing Alone in the Dark, <laughs> Master a Drunkenness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was over at Kevin's yesterday and we just did a nice run through because, um, it's, the whole thing is there's stuff online, but no one ever beat it with where they actually talk the whole time and be like, oh, this is what you do, this is what you don't do, this is what you don't have to do, that kind of thing. Yep. So um, we thought that that should be, and that's what's cool about Kevin's channel, because that's kind of what I always wanted, because I, I was never one to watch the, just the all just the playthrough, um, you know, with, with no one talking or just, because I could just play the game, you know. Other than that, um, I've put down Rock and Cast for a little bit, and I'm playing more Splatterhouse for the Famicom, the original. Um, nice. So I've been messing with that one, and that game's just so cool. There's so many details and everything like that, like in the background, and you know, it's got you're like uh, you're in the foreground, but then there's a, there could be like a tree in the background, but it's actually like moving, you know. Nice. Instead of just like a still shot of a tree. Oh, know. it's it's a wonderful game. Yeah, for like, sure. And uh, there's just so many little details and stuff. And um, I've always been a huge fan of you know Jason, uh, like Voorhees movies, and and then also the other Splatterhouse for PC Engine Turbo Graphics. Yep. And, uh, the sequel for Genesis. So I have never beat this one. I've beaten the original for Turbo, um, and PC Engine. But I had never beat this one, so I, I think that's going to be my next goal. Nice, nice. All right, so um, what I've been doing is, first of all, is the never-ending saga of moving. So uh, last week I officially got into my new house out in the nation's capital, over in you know D.C., Maryland area. Um, my game collection got delivered on Monday, of my entire house, household goods. Now, um, as Kyle knows, I moved from a five-bedroom house with a basement into a three-bedroom house with no basement. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sounds My, like that's a ten-pound bag and five-pound thing. Ten-pound bag. So basically what I'm dealing with now is my game room is down the main floor where it's just a room that's about the size of my bar room in my last one. And I don't have the entire basement that was the size of the 2,000 square foot house. <laughs> so basically what I'm dealing with now is, you know, um, as my, as a shelf just fell on my head right now. <laughs> I, <was> like, uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> um, but, um, what I'm dealing with is, is, uh, Everything was completely filled this room. All the boxes that they put in there for my collection. I'm saying like to the ceiling boxes stacked all the way out. And then I down saw the pics of that. I right. saw. <laughs> oh my. 
Yeah. So <laughs> my, my goal was to be able to sit down here for this podcast, and I succeeded. I'm sitting down in my seat. Um, so I got through the last couple days unpacking stuff because my main focus was the, you know, our living room, our kitchen with the wife and the bedrooms. My daughter needs somewhere to sleep, obviously. <laughs> oh, come on. You got games, man. <laughs> I, I, I got to get the games done. Get your priorities straight. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> so, so basically, um, what I got done, um, yesterday, I started in the game room and I got a single path to a cable box just in case the guy was installing the internet because we were without internet for a week. Um, I got one single path done, which was like a couple hours worth of unpacking. And then today my wife was here and she was upstairs doing her thing and I was down here most of the day and I got a huge amount done to the point where now I have all the shelves set up um, and then like the boxes now are in one corner, so it's a little bit better, a uh, little bit more manageable. And then what I get to do now is uh, what me and Kyle were talking about is I get to sit back, drink a beer, and brainstorm, which is going to be enjoyable. <laughs> uh, I will, what, what was that? Let that let that OCD kick in and just do it. Hell, <laughs> do it all. Yeah, that, that's the problem is I don't have the time. <laughs> yeah, wrecking crew the hell out of that. <laughs> the hell out of it. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing though, is that like I've been definitely thinking about like how to do it and because I've taken some time I've come up with some better ideas as I've done it. And so it's it's gonna take shape nicely and I'll keep posting more pictures on Facebook and I I'll probably start doing like a article now, now that I have the internet, I'll start doing an article on my blog as well, like just updates to the collection. That'd be pretty fun. Um, but that's like Kyle mentioned is like, it's almost like when Retro Liberty first started doing their YouTube, they were building a game room as kind of like the Chronicles. That's kind of like how our podcast is, is when we started that. the, when we started the podcast, I had a move coming up and now we're kind of like, you know, talking about it every week. It's pretty fun. <laughs> and I'll have to post a picture along with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's one thing. The other thing is, is, um, I don't know if anybody else has an iPhone. No. Or, nope. no, everybody has Android. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm not sure if this app exists on Android, but uh, it was a free app. It's called Game Vault. Now, um, I don't know if anybody else tracks their collection online or anything. Besides for the Nintendo Age database is what a lot of people use. Yeah, that's that's, oh. that's what I use. Because you can export it to PDF or yep. Excel spreadsheet, which is amazing. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that in GameFAQs. You might. I never looked into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, know um, either. This, this well, Game Ball one is, is pretty cool because it um, pulls information off of the Internet. And basically, so say you type in Final Fantasy. It'll pull off the information so you get a box art for it. You get, um, and then it does a synopsis. It also does regions. So, you, so I have, you know, Super Mario Brothers, but I also have the Famicom version and I have the Famicom disc. You can add all three, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. And then the other thing is, is adding in custom games. So every single time I want to add games to any of these apps that I've had on my phone that have like, you know, the cool pictures and everything, um, they've never, I always search Battle Kid. That's always my go-to. Like, well, if it doesn't have Battle Kid, then shit. Yeah. Um, and, and so now this one, you can add custom, but number one, Battle Kid was already in it. 
Um, and then number two is, is I've used Battle Kid 2 now because it wasn't in their database. You can add custom. So I have all my homebrew. So like NES Fires Cleaner has its own little section. Mm. <laughs> and so now I have in my collection, it shows all my homebrew games too. So this is like the first app that I've had that's actually pretty, it's pretty good. It's all inclusive and it's free. So you don't have to pay money for it. It it doesn't do anything fancy because there was this NES collector one that I had before. You had to pay like a couple bucks, but it actually gives you a value, which I have no clue how they get the value, but a value for your collection, hmm. which was pretty cool. But um, but yeah. So I mean, it's it's a pretty fun one. I've been you know, messing with it, adding all my games to it. Um, I can put on there like you know games I want to sell and stuff like that too, so I can keep in keep track. Um, because with my whole, you know, fitting, you know, 10 pounds into a five pound bag, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, uh, I'm going to have to pare down the collection. <laughs> yeah. That's Definitely going to have to pare down the collection. So, I mean, I think. yeah. Well, you'll make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate state of events. I don't, I don't really want to get rid of stuff, but. On the other side, though, like, I've talked with Kyle before, and I'm only going to get rid of anything that I'm not nostalgic for. Akari Warriors. Get rid of Akari Warriors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck Akari Warriors. But, like, but like something like, for example, the Mad Wizard, we had that whole experience at Camp Out where we were drunkenly playing it and things. There, I have a nostalgia for that now. Nice. You know what I mean? And it's not like a... I'm not talking about nostalgia for... You know, when I was a kid, nostalgia can be born like two weeks ago when me and Kyle were playing my cocktail Donkey Kong Jr. drinking a ton of fucking beer. And we all we had was Donkey Kong Jr. there because we were at my parents' house. Like it was yeah, my going away. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And and we, now we have an extreme nostalgia for the Donkey Kong Jr. cocktail, like arcade game. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, Nostalgia can be born whenever, but yeah. like, for example, um, I think it was Kyle gave me Gun Neck for the NES. And, I still you know, need that. and that would, <laughs> and, and, and that would be a game that isn't going anywhere because, you know, that he gave that game to me. So I have like a different sentimental attachment than if I bought it at, you know, online or disc replay or something. Hey, Kyle, make a good memory with me. I need that game. <laughs> if I find it, man, next one is yours. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know if he wants to, if, if that's a sexual connotation or not. I can't. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't have that passion for games. You're the one that's a nostalgia over two seconds with him. <laughs> let's make let's make memories, Kyle. Let's make memories. Do not get attached to prostitutes. Come on. Yeah, that gets really yeah, bad. That's, that's the first time I've ever heard Rob say place. that. <laughs> never heard Rob say that before. <laughs> uh, you actually should, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that, those are my uh, my two main things. Um, game wise, I mean, all my stuff's been kind of packed away. I don't even have anything plugged in yet down in the game room. There's it's still chaos down here. But um, I was able to jump on the PS4, and I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Um, we needed to check out uh, Mercenary Force. So that was the game that's like a combination of like Metal Slug and oh. Contra with some RPG elements. Right. How, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that one? So, so basically, um, it's pretty 
amazing, but it's like insane how much you need to do in the game. Like there's even like little spots where you go run around on the quote unquote level and you just go hunting little animals and things to get like a pelt or something. And you get enough pelts and other stuff that you find items and things and you can like upgrade your weaponry and upgrade your armor and like Modern it's grinding. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Okay. And, and it's to the point where it's so insane and so encompassing that it's like, well, do I want to only play this game for the next month? <laughs> um, on the other side, though, the missions were fun. Like, there's an example where you got to go rescue hostages, and they're randomly around the level. You have, like, 20 minutes to do it. You get, like, a little time frame. That way, you can rank you on how fast you do it. Um, and then you go hunt down. You, you go after, like, go through the level. It's kind of non-linear because you can the level like wraps around and you can run around the levels um you can go in and actually like into some buildings and some of the buildings the hostages were there other times they're sitting outside you can see them and you gotta you know go there and you cut their your bindings so you can rescue them um and you know that's just one of the missions there's also different other types of missions like killing a certain enemy or you know going through and finding a certain amount of items um it's some of it was kind of tedious um so i i haven't played it enough yet to decide whether it's a you know a long-term play or not though that's one yeah but but graphically it looks just like metal slug uh controls are spot on my only gripe so far is that you can't shoot diagonally up or diagonally down Ooh, i think shit. it sounds interesting though yeah, yeah. it it's super interesting. Um, I mean, I, I've enjoyed it so far. I, the other thing is, I don't know, you might be able to do multiplayer in it, cause a lot of those, you know, downloadable games, you can do multiplayer. <laughs> um, th- there's another one that I downloaded the same time as Mercenary Force, and that'll be my next personal homework. And it's like a shooter version of Bubble Bobble. <laughs> oh. Gosh. Yeah, it's like a single screener, <laughs> but like you shoot like arch, you like do archery or you do magic, and I guess it's like multiplayer online or something. Um, I'm, um, I'm gonna have to look into it and see how how fun it is. I'll, I'll have to get that one for the next time. But yeah, that was Mercenary Force, that little Metal Slug clone with RPG elements. Um, I I don't know if I would recommend it yet. But maybe. <laughs> so, so when you say Metal Slug, is it like you, everything just like explodes and that kind of thing, or just the actual like run and gun or? Bolts it's it's or? run and gun. Everything explodes, and the artwork, the art style, looks a lot like Metal Slug. The cartoony feel. Exactly. Which is super fun. <laughs> yep. A lot of a lot of thought went into it. You know, they they wanted to develop a world. You know, kind of like the world of Candelabra. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, they they definitely have like a huge story behind the game, which you don't see a lot uh, in the indie games on you know the PlayStation Network. So it's it's been I've been pretty impressed by a lot of the indie games I've seen off of the PlayStation Network. So those are my uh my little things. There's there's a few more news things that I've seen, but we can go over those like later on. Um, so uh, what have you been uh, doing the last week, Kevin? Uh, for me, actually, I uh, got a whole bunch of footage for videos, and I actually got some editing done, and I finally have a date for the Burger Time White Castle Challenge. So, oh, Lord. March oh, 14th. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is <laughs> yes. this? Yes. Oh, I forgot to say. Sorry, Rob. I didn't. 
didn't get you up on the skinny here, so. Um, I need to get him up on the skinny. Yes, I need the skinny. You <laughs> need the skinny. Uh, You'll never hear my wife say that, but. <laughs> hey, I'm from Chicago. You gotta give me a break here. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, me and, uh, my best buddy, uh, Eric, we decided to, um, make it a little bit interesting doing a video with Burger Time. So we decided to involve White Castle. So we bought a Crave case. And what happens in the video is it's, it's fully no edits or anything. You see the full real time of the whole event that every time a guy clears a burger, the guy's got to eat one in the game you just keep going and going oh, and going and so i one of us end up puking in it so hopefully it'll get some hits <laughs> oh wow yeah it's 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 a fun adventure until the whole crave case is gone but if you die then your turn's over so it goes back to him so we just kept battling back and forth because it's an arcade game and you keep going and going and going till all the burgers are gone but the real pain in the butt was say that i stockpiled like three burgers and then i died and he didn't eat them all yet He's got to play with one hand and still eat a burger, you know what I mean? Make it all crazy and nuts. So it's a it's an interesting video. I went for something unique on that one. We'll see how well it pans out. But March 14th, uh, mark your calendar. That's when that one will be released. John, a lot of editing to count. John. Burgers and I actually got really I actually got really sick watching myself eat that stuff, to tell you the truth. <laughs> so no White Castle for me for a long time. It was, it was funny as we recorded. I think it was episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day after, and he had a a burger hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That was really rough. That day, but I mean, they call them sliders for a reason. I definitely can guarantee you after that challenge. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, the system just ain't been right ever since. But no, other than uh, getting that editing up, <laughs> ever since. Yeah, it's just been. Um, no, the the thing that you sparked me to think of is not something I did recently, but um, with the Xbox One, like these download games. Uh, have you ever yeah. played the uh, Chariot? Is that for the PlayStation Network? Chariot. Yeah, it's called Chariot. It was it was a free one a while back. That's why I just grabbed it on Xbox One. I usually don't play the modern consoles at all, but the uh, awesome thing about that system, it's a puzzle game, and it once again it reminds me of a good puzzle game that I recently played called Mad Wizard. <laughs> But you, it's actually simultaneous. You're two characters, and you go screen to screen, and you got to work together to solve the whole puzzle. Mm. And it's oh, it's nice. kind of like that, but you got to work together. It's like almost mandatory to be two players at once, if that makes any sense, because it's kind of boring. You'd have to switch between the characters if you're one player. Uh, but oh, but yeah, it is pretty cool. And the reason that I want to bring it up, it's it's a great game to get your girlfriend or wife to play because it, the actual two characters is a guy and a girl. And um, it's actually fun enough on a guy perspective for a good puzzler, but put that on your list to give that one a whirl if you can download that one. But nice. no, other than chariot and burgers, that's that's about how my week's been. Work's been fun to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can get good quality time with the wife and play games, damn. Yeah, no, it's a win-win. So I always try to hand <laughs> those tips out to guys because I'm sure they don't get those opportunities too often. It's almost it's like, like if somebody had a wife that. Could beat Fester's quest. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's what's yes. The words out of my mouth. It's almost like Kyle just failed us all. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yes, I'm I a little that. disappointed right now. You better start digging through your old black book, Kyle. But, but they exist. Not? They exist. <laughs> all you people out they there, exist. don't give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised my wife isn't playing Grand Theft Auto Online right now and sucking up the bandwidth <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> She's she's awesome though because she won't get body armor because it doesn't match her outfit. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) 
how how like woman is that? You know? <laughs> we talked about that multiple times. I told her I was like, you kept dying because you didn't have any body armor. <laughs> but it doesn't match. Yeah, exactly. I make sure your pink pumps are matching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she did have pink pumps in it. <laughs> <laughs> Every lady usually does. <laughs> it was just funny as like she was playing Grand Theft Auto Online and she had this uh, female, another, the only other female she ever saw. And it, it, she was like stalking her in the game and she went into her like, uh, <laughs> yeah, she went into like her apartment and like the girl kept on saying, let me in, bitch, let me in, bitch. Wow. <laughs> like it was hilarious. It was like a real horror movie or something. Yeah, people like take out their fantasies on that shit. That's, that's kind of messed up. I never thought of it like that. Like that is creepy though. I have something to touch myself about now. <laughs> and it's not an, it's not an eggplant. <laughs> I have something extra to touch myself yeah. about now. Double bonus. Full of good ideas. Eggplant and women. <laughs> or eggplant women. Oh, man. Ooh, there we go. Oh, oh yeah. Dangerous oh, yeah. combination. Now careful, we're talking. <laughs> so, um, so Rob, what, what have you been up to the last, uh, week or so? Well, um, actually, I've been holding on to this PS2 disc forever. I actually, I, I just found out I had two PS2 discs, but yeah. there's this one that I was holding on to for ever because I've been waiting for a certain game to pop up on PSN because I have a PS3 and I'm like, this has got to pop up and I'll buy it and I'll be able to play it on my PS3. Uh, you know, my, my old PS3 that actually could play PS2 games, it failed. It died. So we have a newer one now. And it doesn't play PS2 discs. <clears throat> so I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this damn game to show up and it won't. It, it just won't. So we were in, uh, Champaign, Illinois the other day. And, uh, there's actually an older electronic store that sells old games. Finally, uh, the, the rest of them closed down and this new one opened up. So I was like, well, let's go check it out. You know, Misty was telling me about it. She went to it before I had seen it. I was like, well, let's go check it out. And they had PS twos there. And I said, okay, I got to buy this. I got to get it. We, you know, we just got our tax money. I was like, let's, let's get this PS2. I got to get it for this game. I have been playing Roston, the arcade game on oh. Taito Legends. <laughs> That's a good addicting game. It's a badass game too. Yeah. I, like a master I, system. I am, no, 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 the arcade version. Right, right. Yeah, the arcade yeah. version's like, but I think that's the only I, I'm port, glad though. to hear you say that, Kyle. I think that's the only port. Yes. Uh, no, no, no. Wrong, there was yeah. one on Commodore. Oh, well, yeah. There, there was a Commodore one. How can we forget the 15,000 million games? Yeah. Yeah. Commodore yeah. is great. <laughs> we're, we're huge Commodore fans over here. There might have been an <laughs> MSX one too, now that I think about it. But, yeah, uh, that's I think a great might system. be right. Yeah. But, man, I, I am in love with the Roston arcade game. We used to have it back in the day when I was young, you know, here in town. And I have been playing that like, I've been playing that like a pimp plays his tricks. You know? Nice. <laughs> or women, whatever you want to call it. I love that game to death. And uh so I, I've been playing that off and on. 
Uh, I still haven't beaten it again. I, I used to be able to beat it, but right now I can't. Because once you get to the last level, you can't insert any more quarters. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I see. Yeah. Damn. So, so I have to repolish my skills. And, uh, that's, that's where I've been at gaming wise. You know, Braston, arcade game, go play it. That, that almost awesome. makes me want to, uh, bust out some, some Raston, uh. <laughs> that's nice. Call it Raston? Raston. Ugh. Yeah, you like, what do you, what do you call it? Rastan? Raston. Rastan. Like, I've Rastafarian. heard Rastan too, so it's Rastafarian. I've heard Rastan and Rastan. I don't know what Jeff's saying. <laughs> Rastan. <laughs> we might as well throw all three in there, you know? There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Gradius, Gradius, Gradius. Yeah, it's all relative. Yes, it exactly. is. Exactly. Just don't say Ninja Gaiden, right? <laughs> oh, don't I do start say Ninja that. Gaiden. The wizard clarified that. Come on, go watch the movie again. Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. So, uh, yeah, because the thing is, is me and Kyle both have the Xbox Coin Ops arcade, so we, sh- we probably both have rest on, rest on, on the, uh, <laughs> on the arcade. There so, right. um, Cool. Yeah, so we sh- we probably could check it out. I mean, it definitely uh, another reason to uh, check out another game. Always a bonus. Yeah. But yeah, yeah like, like so, Rastan. Yeah, I always think of like uh, that's what I wish the the Conan for the NES was. Yeah. Um, it that was actually a port from a uh, Commodore game that was called was something it? different. Yeah. Uh, if if you look it up, you can find it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rygar too. I think on the arcade it's only side scroller, right? Because I know on the NES they kind of switch it up. It's side scroller, and then it's like overhead top view. Yeah, that's right. But I think for the arcade that's another cool one. It's just a straight solid side scroller that where you're like it's like medieval awesomeness, you know? Rygar, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That yeah. that one is you like you have like a what? How would you call Big it? Big yo yo. Yeah, Yo-yo! It's, it's like a chain weapon. Yeah. The disc, the disc shield or yeah, something. It's like a disc shield weapon and you throw Captain it out America and you, and you pull it back. It's, it's cool. It's cool. I, I, just like. ha- I just have to mention, I said I had one other PS2 game. It's actually oh. the Rygar PS2 game. Yes. Nice. Oh, no. no I don't know <laughs> the only other one I have. <laughs> that's so funny. Good that's segue hilarious. that you, that you didn't know you were segueing. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Now, is, is, is that new one like more like three three D like um, third person type perspective or? Oh yeah, yeah, it's three D. It's like uh, God of War before God of War. You gotcha. know what I mean? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Still could be cool, you know. It's pretty good. It's a little slow paced, but uh, I really like it. I I was like really impressed that they were able to take Rygar and put it. In 3D, you know that was my most. Yeah, not too many franchises transfer to 3D too well. Right. Just look at Earthworm Jim. <laughs> Earthworm Jim in 3D. <laughs> They've yeah, given that was a lot of them to try. Yeah, I mean, Ninja Gaiden ones are really hard. Um, I, I was just thinking, yes. like, for for like they're, Riker they're though. Good. I actually have a copy of it for the Wii, and I know it's universally panned for the Wii. Cause I think they have waggle controls somewhere in there. 
Waggle controls. What's that? Wait, what, what, what happens? Waggle controls is where a normal action that would be a button press, you now have to waggle the Wiimote back and forth to do that move. Mm. Yeah. Like a gimmick thing. Okay. Yeah, and it's universally panned because of that. And But the thing oh. is, that I heard that the PlayStation 2 one's pretty good, though. I like it. Yeah. And, and then that's so. probably why I still have the disc. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the disc collector. <laughs> you might as well pick it up because PS2 games are like they're starting to go up. But from what I see, I could probably find it for like you know three or four bucks. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, which is great. I can find it after you find Gunnack, Kyle. Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go search it, <laughs> Gunnack boy. <laughs> I found so, two of them so far. So yeah. You never know. You never. Holy business. <laughs> So uh, the the topic of the uh, the podcast is um, basically it's going to be our three personally favorite items in our collection. So it can be anything from a console to a game to a controller. It doesn't matter. It's something that has meaning to you. Um, so I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, doesn't really matter. We can go around round robin. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, do do you want to go around and do one item each, or do you want to just do all three in a row? Oh, let's do one item each. That's, I think that'd be cool. Let's yeah, do one item. Interesting. Each. Okay. Um. So I'll do my first item. Uh, my first item I'll say is the Sharp NES TV. Um. So basically, for those listeners that don't know what it is, the Sharp NES TV is a 13-inch tube television that has an NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, built into it. Um, it plays picture-perfect Nintendo, no lag whatsoever. I mean, even if there was any lag in a tube TV, this one doesn't have it. It's a direct feed. Uh, the rumor has it that the game companies back in the day used to use those for evaluations because they could take perfect pictures for the magazine with the mm-hmm. NES TV. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and and the thing is, I haven't had a TV that's been clear. I mean, I have you know professional video monitors, PVMs that were in, um, you know, hospitals, and they were also in TV studios and things. Yeah, Kevin's got some too. Yeah, and he got one from me. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but but it's not even close to being as clear as the Sharp NES TV. Um, but the little story and how I got the Sharp NES TV. Um, so. I am active duty army. I've been in for 10 years. Um, I was stationed down in Miami, Florida. One of the ways they got me to stay in the army, they gave me Miami. Um, and they did this gaming convention down there while I was stationed down there, um, about six years ago. It was called Infinite Bits. It was a gaming convention. And basically at Infinite Bits, um, they had like this video game museum. It was pretty awesome and had like all this obscure stuff. Um, and 
basically like stuff that would make you like drool. Like you're like, oh my god, there's a you know copy of you know um, stadium events, or there's Nintendo World Championships, or there's a Sharp NES TV, stuff like that. <laughs> so um, basically, fast forward about four or five months after the convention, and I see this Craigslist post. Um, a bunch of crazy stuff on there, like a Super Nintendo kiosk, um, a bunch of different rare games and systems. So I emailed the guy, and come to find out, it's the guy who ran that convention. He bought all the stuff with his girlfriend, who then broke up with him, and he was heartbroken and moving, and Ooh. couldn't move his collection. So I got yeah. this Sharp NES TV for like a couple hundred bucks. Like super wow. cheap. <laughs> and on top of it, I got a Super Nintendo kiosk stand up, um, and a bunch of games, a bunch of games. Like I, I still kick myself in the butt for not picking up the Zelda CDI games for twenty bucks a piece. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. I, I, I talked with my wife about that, and I'm pretty sure we, I was out of cash like that I took out because I didn't realize he was going to have so I'm much. I'm surprised stuff. she didn't divorce you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she married. She married me after that, so it kind of worked out. <laughs> I'm surprised she married you. <laughs> I wanted to know that story though, like how how you actually got that. Yeah, that, so. that kiosk was cool too. The SNES kiosk. Yeah, that that was a cool item too. And um, the the thing was is that people go by how many legs are on the Sharp NES TV because there's four yeah. legs that go across. This one actually had, I think it was three. It's got three. Um, yeah, you gotta mention that because... And I broke them off, though, because if it's missing one, you might as well break them off. You can replace the base, though, later. Um, because the, the it splits in half, and so... If I find one, I'll find one that's complete and then switch out the base if I need to, if I'm that OCD about it. Yep, OCD, um, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the road that leads but, down, people. You gotta watch the, it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, though, with those legs on it, it's so bulky and takes up so much room, so it's almost better without any legs, because it, then it's like a normal TV size. Hmm. So um, I'm guessing the, the hotels, like, they probably just, like, ripped them out, like, when they were um, going through their phase of, like, okay, this stuff's old, just toss this out, you know. I, I don't, even, grabbing I don't it. know if it was in a hotel or not, because I've seen pictures on Nintendo Age of people post saying that they saw them in, like, a Kmart. Weird. Yeah. Now, Could have ended up anywhere back then. You know how it goes. Just think of service merchandise, for crying out loud. Good old service <laughs> merchandise. Hell yeah. The, the, the thick plotting. <laughs> pay <laughs> pay plotting. service merchandise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm going to have to do a segue from there, because mine... Um, and I'm not not going in any certain order. Th this one actually spurred me Jeff's choice to. So I, mine is the two sharp TV NES controllers. <laughs> oh, oh wow! <laughs> and uh, I told the story on another podcast, so I'm not going to go that long winded on it. But um, basically, I was at a flea market. I didn't strike anything that day. I went to another flea market. I still didn't strike anything. Uh, the last, the very last booth, this guy had. Um, Two like really gnarled up con controllers, um, but I I saw it right away. I was like, dude, those are black. Those those are black controllers. Those aren't you know your standard. I was like, oh my god, I think yeah, that's sharp NES controllers. Holy shit! So I was like, you know, I have so many controllers at home just from going to like good Goodwill back in the day. They would just sell them for nothing, and now they're kind of like getting stingy on them and whatnot. But back in the day, you know, they just gave that stuff away. I was tripping over that stuff, you know, like 10 years ago. Um, so 
I was like, I can just cannibalize like the cord and the the inner like circuitry because it's the same like serial number on the back. When I looked at it, I'm like, cool. So it's basically the same buttons and the same everything. It's just the shell is what makes it, you know, really special. So I just took those home, cleaned them up. So it's a mix of um, never giving up when you're out on the hunt. You could go all day long, and that last booth, you hit this, like, <laughs> huge mm-hmm. diamond in the rough. I mean, huge. Absolutely. And um, the other thing is me, like, rehabilitating them and getting them back into, like, a pretty state is the next part of, like, so I found it, and then I kind of saved it, and now it's preserved the way it should be. So that's that's nice. mine. Yeah. You know what's funny is you say, like, like um... You never give up hope when you're out hunting. The the other double-edged sword is is if you find something amazing right at the beginning, don't hold out or don't pass it up, because that might be the only thing you find all day. Very true. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So the opposite. I've, I've definitely had that happen where the first thing that I find is something amazing. I'm like, well, let me only get some of it, and you know, you like pick out a couple items because you want to save your money. And then you end up seeing, finding nothing else the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, and, and some of those days were like me, me and you went out. It was like right out the gate. We're like, we we don't have any money left. <laughs> it was, it's only been like forty five minutes. <laughs> so many times, man. You never know. Yeah. You never know if you're gonna find those sharp NES TV controllers at the end. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Robert, Kevin, which one of you wants to go with their item? Uh, I Whichever. guess I'll, I'll I'll just take it over, <laughs> get it out of the way. <laughs> uh, mine mine's pretty interesting, I guess, if you think about it. Um, uh, back in high school, they had a uh, 007 Golden Eye tournament, and um, I actually won the tournament. And and winning that tournament, the cool thing that I found out at the end is, at the time, it was a limited edition and a big deal. It's not a big deal anymore, unfortunately. Um, they, you got a golden N64 controller, like real, like from Nintendo. And I don't know how they got that. If that was like, I remember like Toys R Us had a limited time of selling them, but for whatever reason they had one there. So that's been basically my lucky N64 controller for beating most of my N64 games since. So I'd have to say that one alone, just by the reason of how I got it is what gives it value. But I don't think those go for much anymore. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah. Nintendo Power have some kind of, like, contest for you? Yeah, actually, I saw that later after I won one, and I applied for it, so then uh, I remember that. they, like, had a thing. I don't know if it was Toys R Us or Nintendo Power. I actually bought a backup, <laughs> but it's not the oh. same one. Nice. Well, that's the thing about, like, your your top favorite items is they don't have they could be worth a dollar but if they mean something to you they could be your favorite item oh yeah every time i look at that i mean i think about myself now with uh my hands it ain't the same like in high school i think uh golden eye i'd be uh losing my trophy soon (laughs) i don't think it's got the same skill anymore i'm gonna have to try it out one of these days the game's still badass though it actually has aged pretty good yeah considering no it's definitely addicting still yeah absolutely that's a cool one all right so rob well, I was sitting here trying to think of things. Uh, I know two of them for sure. Uh, the first one I'll mention isn't one of those two because I know those two for sure. And this <laughs> one is nice. kind of, kind of one of those things where I'm like, this might be it. Um, it's, it sounds kind of, uh, hokey, but Cyborg Hunter for the Master System. 
Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, there is something about this game that I just love. And just having it, just having the game and being able to play it, it, uh, if for those that don't know, a lot of people compare it to Metroid, which I can see some of the comparisons, but, uh, it's so different from any other video game I've played. Like you could, you're on a side view and you're going through this side view and you're exploring areas. And you can only go to limited areas. Um, but you also see a first person view in the top corner. And at the same time, you have to destroy a certain number of a certain kind of enemy. There, there's something very charming about the game. And, uh, it's so unique. I, I've never seen a video game like it ever. And I, I've got to say, it's one of my favorite g- games I've ever played. And that, you know, one of my favorite items I own. Um, nice. Now, was cool. Cyborg Hunter ever ported to, like, Genesis or anything? Uh, not that I know of. I think that's, that's only in the Master System. I believe so. The Master System's got a lot of those little they things. they got a lot of unique uh, like, little uh, gems. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it definitely, like, makes me warm for you to mention the Master System, too, because that's, like, super underappreciated. It is! It yeah, is, yeah. man. Huge. Actually, you I got, got games a, like Poseidon and the Ninja. Oh, that game's killer. I I do have that one. Master Sam- of Darkness. Samurai one. Master of Darkness is the bomb. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. one of the games that's not going away in my collection for sure. Master <laughs> of Darkness is amazing. <laughs> but like, we definitely mentioned the Master System last week with our underrated systems it podcast is, for sure. Because that it, would it, be my my number one actually. Because even back in the day, no one knew that it existed. Because and the NES Shadow is just so huge. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't think I knew it existed back in the day. Uh my buddy Sean, he had he the his parents always bought him Sega stuff. Nice. <laughs> and so <laughs> so like when I first met him, uh and we actually first hung out, that's what he had was a master system. Well, and that's uh what Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> So like there's a lot of stuff that is really nostalgic for me on that that uh, actual system, but uh, I didn't discover Cyborg Hunter until the internet. And once once I played that, I was like, "Wow, this is something unique. This is different." You know, it's simple too. It's simple. It's not. It's not difficult. It's not easy. But it, the gameplay is simple, and it's fun. It's. I don't know how to explain it. There's, I, I love the kind of thing that it takes like a second to learn, but like a lifetime of enjoyment and to just to master it. You know, just right. you can pick it up and you immediately know it's like very in, intuitive. I guess is the word. And now with Cyborg Hunter, the box was a different color as black. No, was that it, I don't I think, think that was a black. Game. I don't think that was a black one. Because cause I know I actually had it. I don't know if I still do because I'm still unpacking, but um. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely hadn't played it, which is one of the main issues with having a million games is you don't have time to play them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one you should invest time in. It's neat. It's a good. Sounds thing. like you're coming up with a million uh, recommendations for amazing nominations for the homework. <laughs> well, you know, I do what I can. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, I gotta add that to the list. I guess I'll go with my number two, um, and I'm not doing these in any order. It's just my, you know, my three favorite items. Um, my next one would be my uh, limited edition Battle Kids that I have. Mm. So I, I have Battle Kid, the the Battle Kid series. Um, for those who don't know, was a homebrew series uh, written by Savat Games. Um, it was like toted as one of the first like major platformers homebrewed um in a long time since the NES was released um but the limited edition there were only 33 released um so they're extremely you know rare um i actually didn't have the first battle kid um release um, limited one, but I bought the version 1.0 when it first came out, and I played it, played it a ton. Um, and then the campout from Nintendo Age campout from 2012, um, I went there and I was talking to some of the members before I went, and just so happened that Gwindian, um, he's a huge reproduction homebrew collector on Nintendo Age, he was gonna be there from Cali, and he actually had a limited edition. And he really wanted a Battle Kid 1.0. Um, and I also had another really one-off homebrew that he didn't have. It's called Neotoxin. I don't know if you heard of that one, Rob. Oh, fuck yeah. I had a, I had the physical copy of it. <laughs> well, it's not completed, but you had, no. you had it on cart. Yeah. And I don't know how I got it. <laughs> one of those where it's like, it's just like, yeah, I have Neotoxin. And he's like, what? Wow. Yeah, and he started freaking the fuck out. Um, What's the label look like on that? It was just black. It said Neotoxin on it. it. It didn't even look like high quality print. Right. So I think that the dev actually put it out on a cart for some, for a friend or something. And I somehow got it in a trade on Nintendo Age. Cause I, I would buy, when I first started on Nintendo Age, I'd buy homebrew in lots. So I just buy up anything that I could find. Dude, that's um, treasure in itself. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, and I don't know, maybe now thinking about it, maybe I made a mistake, but I, uh, I traded Battle Kid 1.0 and Neotoxin for number 12 of Battle Kid Limited Edition. Wow. Um, yeah. You, <laughs> so, you are a big Battle Kid fan. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. so awesome so, at it now, too. So, so now, so now you say that I'm a big fan, but, so I played the shit out of the game, um, and then Savak oh, did Battle Kid 2. Um, when he was about to release it, he put a contest out and said, whoever can do the boss rush mode, because he, in Falcon 1, there's code you can put in, you can do a boss rush. Um, whoever can beat that record can buy a, um, for like 15 bucks or some really cheap price, Battle Kid 2 limited edition. 
So I mastered it and actually broke the time-assisted run on Battle Kid 1 for the boss rush. Um, Kyle, I think Kyle might have even been there when I did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I, I broke that, posted That's the cool, picture, <laughs> I won it, and then I got number 12 of Battle Kid 2 Limited Edition. So I have the same nice. number for both. <laughs> nice. That's so, interesting in itself. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that is definitely one of my favorite items because of, like, the whole story and how I got them combined with putting in the effort to get the second one. And now, you know, I mean, that's like, I, I think that those are the only two that he's going to do in the Battle Kid series for Sebek. I'm pretty sure because he's now moved on to working with Gamester 81 with Collector Vision. I think he's doing um, Sydney Hunter. I think he's doing that game for the Super Nintendo or Nintendo or whatever system's coming out on. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing something about that. Yeah, I, I saw his name mentioned. I don't remember which one he's probably the NES one since that's what he programs in. But um, but yeah, so I, I'm assuming if he's getting into that, he's probably not gonna do any more Battle Kid. So that I mean, the thing is though is that they're both pretty amazing. They, they it's the only way to get Battle Kid in a um CIB format. Um in the clamshell and they're both the same because battle kid 2 came in cib when you buy it but battle kid 1 did not so because it was loose only so uh, you know me being uh the collector that i am i like my stuff boxed <laughs> so yeah it's a pr- pretty uh pretty amazing little uh little piece of the collection it's definitely gonna have to have a spotlight when i rearrange my my collector room <laughs> all right so Yeah, um, so another one uh, is actually um, a a really weird story. Another weird story. Um, They all. I was driving. Yeah, right. (laughs) So I was driving. (laughs) So I was driving to work, and uh, Uh my it's just like out of the corner of my eye, we were crossing. We were going like on the uh, Lakeshore Drive. Right before we got there um, in Chicago, there, and there was like. An underpass, or I should say, beneath the overpass would be the correct way to say it. Um, I was like, did I just see an NES box? Like, <laughs> it's just like one of those what? things. Where like, no, I'm like, no, no, whatever. The the next day, I was kind of thinking about it when I got close to that part, um, right before Lake Shore Drive again, and I'm like, all right, I, I'm actually gonna check and see if. If that's really what I saw, and I was like, "No shit, there it is!" And I was like, "That's an NES box for sure." And I was like, "That's it's really bizarre." And then I was like, "You know, if that's there tomorrow, I'm actually gonna grab that." <laughs> How many days does it take? Wait a second, <laughs> well, it was just sitting out in the open. Yeah, it was just. Well, it was <laughs> and like you un- said, "I'm gonna wait till tomorrow." <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. I, I got to put you on like Lakeshore Drive, like. <laughs> Like an expressway kind of thing, like okay. you don't you don't just pull over. You can like get killed. Like it's like really it's kind of like a dangerous spot there. Not killed like shot, just like traffic wise. Or or like if a cop saw you do that, you'd be like, "Fuck are you doing, dude?" Like <laughs> you know that 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 type of thing. You just say, "I'm getting this box, box, dude." So it, 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 it actually <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, I'm a hunter, you know this stuff. Makes my blood pulse. Like, <laughs> so it's a little pep in your pay, oh, in your Jesus. Peter. Yeah, so I was like, you know, the next day, if, if it's Let there, it. I'm, I'm going to stop and take the risk. 
And because you also have to walk there, which you could get hit by like oncoming traffic. There's not that much room. There's like a hill, and then there's the road. There's probably like four, maybe four feet if you're lucky. You have to play like, real life Frogger. Yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah. that's what it was. Like that Seinfeld episode. They're trying to move the arcade thing. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I actually pulled over, went. Underneath the thing, grabbed it, and then I like took it home. I kind of fixed the box because it was really warped. Uh, it was really nasty and dirty, but I, I cleaned the shit out of it. Um, and then I, and it was it was kind of wet too from just sitting there for so long. Oh, you, you know? left it for how many days, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, three. I mean, and who knows how long it was there before? Oh, geez. nothing was living in it. No, no, and it, it actually Almost came with. Almost guy used it as his home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the kind of thing I was wondering, like a scrapper guy. And that's why I was kind of like, you know, I'm I'm gonna let it go one more day, and then I, I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> I, I I gotta go save it, you know. So um, the box actually looks fantastic now. It's it's not um, you know, warped anymore because I I set like a bunch of stuff on it, you know, and kind of just let it dry for a while and all all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it came with the console, which actually worked. Um, wow. your duck hunt, your, your Mario slash duck hunt, and then, um, it actually came with, uh, what was it called? I think it's the Max controller with the weird, like, controller. The circle, yeah. the circle yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. Which is funny because I never had one, so I was like, cool. And then, um, just your <laughs> NES controller and the actual styrofoam too, but, uh, it's just kind of a cool thing where it's like, that, that item is a huge conversation piece. I mean, right, right here, you know. That's so, cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's, that's like the weird best little... litter story I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like who throws Dump, away this that's, shit? That's like extreme dumpster diving, Frogger style. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that's just that like flea flea market swap meet trained eye. You know, <laughs> you can just pick it out like boom. So. <laughs> That's that was awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, good times. Uh, All right, so I uh, kept capture on. All right. Well, for me, it's um. Well, I don't know if it can be as interesting as Kyle's story, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in the day when um it was popular. I had Funko Lands by me, which eventually yeah. became GameStop. I'm sure you guys remember Funko Land. Oh, absolutely. And, um, I was super young. I remember at the time because I, I needed more funding for like, um, my Sega Genesis and all that stuff. And I remember I had my original NES, um, that I got when I was super young, like, uh, I think for my sixth birthday. And, you know, the thing's all yellow. It doesn't really work anymore unless you jam a game genie in it because the pins are all bent and oh, it's yeah. all mangled and, and then I remember my mom was telling me, hey, no matter what the condition, they'll give you $13 credit for this. You just want to trade it in. And I was, I remember debating. And even though I was like, you know, like nine or 10 at the time, I'm like, you know what? Nah, $13. I think this is still worth keeping. And, um, I'm so glad that I did because eventually, um, when I was in college, I started cleaning out my stuff and then I found it again with the two controllers, all the original and everything's just mangled in hell. So I do a little bit of research online. And I find um custom NES guy is his name online and that's his face. Oh, and yeah. he starts I start yeah. seeing these amazing things he does with before and after photos and he's showing like consoles that make mine look like brand new and then he shows the after picture and he goes through and he keeps it all original parts and everything and completely 
um, paints them. And he does, I believe for a living, he paints cars for a living. And he started taking his craft and applying it to um, video game consoles and controllers. So he totally got into this whole thing. And I got to him. I found him way back in the day when he first started doing it. So I thought, you know what, for my birthday or some occasion, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. I just said, you know what, I'm going to spoil myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna have him do my two original controllers and my original NES and just redo it for me. So I shipped it out to him and he did an awesome job. I got before and after pictures I need to send you guys so you could see the world, the difference of he made it a Zelda one for me. So he made the controllers gold and they got like a, since I don't know how to describe other than car paint, it's got like that feel like a modern controller, you know, it's like sealed and stuff. But it still has the yeah. same, you know, effect and feel as original. It just got that nice polish on it, not like plasticky. Yeah. That makes any sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, he carves the Triforce on top, and he made the LED gold. So when you fire up a game, you can see it glowing through in gold on top. So he did. Oh, he did a, yeah, he, he did all amazing that. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does awesome work, and I'm so grateful. I I splurged and waited, and I always think back to when I was a little kid thinking about trading in the Funko Land. If I didn't trade that in, I would have never even move forward with doing this or even found custom NES guys. So that's nice. probably my other favorite piece is having that remodeled NES. That's kind of cool for future generations. If when I have kids that here, you can play my original. It fully is working and pimped out now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's my piece. Pimped out. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say pimped out's a great term. I love yeah, it. Let's, let's yeah. make it two cars. I don't, I put rims on my NES. <laughs> so, so rob me me and, me and kyle call those kevinisms he does a lot of kevinisms yeah. <laughs> chicago yeah it's awesomeness kevinisms, <laughs> kevinisms. now we're on to rob yep <laughs> well uh i see i don't have a story be- behind any of my stuff but <laughs> uh my one of my favorite things is the U Force. Oh, wow! <laughs> yes, like, at first, like everybody <laughs> hates the U Force. I love the U Force. Now, now, just to refresh my my memory, is that the one with the little stick you put in the? Yeah. Or is that? Yeah, and yeah. it has sensor pads that you can wave your hand over. I actually got it for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> okay. And uh. Like I, I haven't played it with the stick. I I like using the hands over thing. Uh, it works really well on games where your jump is uh, fixed, like yeah. Castlevania. Like with Mega Man, it's harder to use because um, you have pressure. to hold your you have yeah you have to hold your hand over the actual button. You know, because when you jump a Castlevania, you just go like straight up. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, like curvature. I've yeah. actually beaten Castlevania 1 and Castlevania 2 with the U-Force. Dude, that no needs to be a video. Way. That needs it's to be put on live. Like, come over and we need to film sad. this. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have to refresh. I'd have to refresh and relearn, but I've actually beaten Castlevania 1 Holy and Castlevania shit. 2. For all the naysayers right. out there. Castlevania 2 have a story. story. Castlevania 2 is a lot easier. You got an awesome story. Part I, 1 I was tough. Actually, Sean was there to, to witness Part 1 getting beat. Wow. And, uh, uh, there's something about it. Like, it's a new, fresh way to play NES games. 
Yeah. Like, um, you know, we, we always have the, the controller, you know, the standard controller or advantage or whatever, the max, for instance, all yeah, of those yeah. are very similar. Like you have the A, the B button, you know, directional pad, start, select. But with the U force, you actually learn a whole new way to play a game. It's entirely different. And you're moving your hands. Like, you can't even, like, move your hand. Uh, like, if your hands are over, uh, the left and right, um, sides, uh, the sensors, and then you try to move to the right side, it'll read you as, uh, pushing both the A and B buttons. Yep. So you actually have to move your hand outside of the button that it would sense, and you have to move it like, wow. And it's almost like you're sitting there doing kung fu or something. It's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> did, you ever play, uh, did you ever play Mike Tyson's Punch Out with it? I tried it, but I didn't have the uh, actual uh, the sensor bar that cancels out the. Uh, <clears throat> what is it that you do? You you have to go on on each side. You press your hands on each side on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But. I didn't have the sensor bar to stop that. So like sometimes my guy would do funny stuff. Yeah, you know? I, I had I had the sensor bar. So See, I that's the only thing I'm lacking from it. Like I have everything for the U Force except that sensor bar. My uh my top gun little fighter stick thing broke into a couple pieces with one of my moves. That's Wait a second. Thing. No, I do have the sensor bar, but I have not played that since. Somebody gave it to me. Oh sweet. Nice. Somebody gave it notice. <laughs> Are those U forces pretty finicky? Or if you like bought one on eBay, or no, they they work fine. They work oh, fine yeah. if you find a good one. Yeah, I, you I never like, got to try one. I need to get one. Just use like Windex or something on it, you know, okay. to yeah. make sure it's all cleaned off. Yeah, uh, yeah. But man, it is such a unique experience. It's so different. Um, any game you play is going to be different, but it works best for games that you don't have to hold down the jump button. Um, yeah. Okay. I never even thought about that. That's probably why I didn't like it with a lot of my games. Maybe. But yeah. You use the power glove? Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so, what I was thinking of. Like, so, probably so, some games that are awesome with it. So, so Rob, are, are we going to possibly see a, a game w that has the U-Force in it? <laughs> well, I do have a video on the Slide Dog Studios channel that uh, I... I was originally going to make a series called the U-Force Chronicles. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and I actually have a video up that showed a testing of that where I was uh, using Donkey Kong. And okay. and there's a split screen thing. This is before uh, we had HD. This is when, when it was still just, you know, 4-3 ratio. Yeah, so, dude. like, the U-Force is on the bottom. And uh, I have... I edited it so, like, the Donkey Kong screen is, like, I don't know, probably 24 pixels tall or something. So you can see Mario, and you can see my hand doing this stuff over the U-Force, and while Mario is moving up the ladders and jumping and stuff. Nice. <laughs> uh, but it never went anywhere because, you know, I I just didn't have the time to invest in it. But, uh, yeah, the U-Force Chronicles, and I was going to show 
how I beat Castlevania one and two. I never got around to part three, but uh, part two, part two was the easiest one. Part part one was challenging as fuck. By the time you get to the end of the game, yeah, the last two two levels are like crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just do Mega Man one with the U Force. (laughs) Well, that's another game you got to hold down the jump button. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I tried it. I tried like it. Like a Ninja Gaiden or something, you, it would be really hard. Well, so, Ninja so Gaiden, what, what you, still, you still actually hit the button once, and you still jump the same height. Yeah. So it, it's still feasible to do that game. <laughs> oh. yeah, I guarantee you no one's ever done anything like that, man. Yeah. That's an avenue that's, like, unpaved. Yeah, because everyone's <laughs> scared. Yeah, they're, they're scared. scared to try new stuff. Yeah, and they I'm also just I just believe never that. Thought of it. That's a great idea. <laughs> well, they also believe that everything is just like shit too, and they don't give anything a chance. Oh, I know, and that's why I that's... love the U Force. It's like, come on, man, straight... this is a great peripheral if you choose the right games. Just because yes. you know some some random nerd online says it's bad, <laughs> like uh. you know, <laughs> it's like everyone's like, yeah, it must be shit. Though. Maybe he's the one who's not good at it. Oh, well, well you, you also put the it that program way, you the U Force per game as well. Yes, because it has switches, and you the way I I play it, there's a an actual way to set the switches where if you lay it out, you lay the U Force flat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, make the long side towards you. Um, the left and right switches are on your left hand, like the D pads, and the B and A are on your right hand, but then the up is like the down, like it would be if you had it standing up, it's the top part, and if you had it, uh, and the down part is on the right hand side where it's, uh, it's so hard to explain. I, I, it probably sounds like nonsense, but it, it's like, pretty so, tough. It is. Yeah, it's interesting though. And when you're actually Very, you yeah. learn it and you're doing it, like if somebody's watching you play, you look like a freaking wizard. It's insane. <laughs> I'm mad wizard. Yeah. Ooh. No, you do. You look crazy. It's just like. Like Sean, Sean, or something. Yeah, yeah, Sean was there and saw. It. He was like, "Dude, I was sitting there watching you, and it was like insane." Bruce Lee and shit. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you could play the Mad Wizard with the U Force. Eh, that'd be too easy. <laughs> yes, too easy. I like it. It would That's be. Almost, you need to make a game that utilizes the U Force properly. Hmm. Maybe a Parisian-style game. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so now we're giving you ideas through the... <laughs> well, tell us when you're going to post that U-Force video, because if you don't, me and Kyle will. <laughs> it's up. The Donkey Kong one's up. No, I mean the Castlevania. we got to see that. That'd be awesome. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll relearn it. I, I have to... <laughs> <laughs> I'll relearn it. I like this guy's attitude. <laughs> we'll fly him out, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so, so I guess had a I'm a great uh, story with that, and you didn't think yeah. you had a story. Yeah, that was like the best one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Got no story. That ain't a story. That well, I'm I'm thinking about yeah, just like stories. <laughs> I guess. Oh no. yeah, no, no, that's a it's a story. <laughs> so like nostalgia with the U Force, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> 
Oh, oh classic. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So my third item, huh? <laughs> That's third and final answer. Well, yes. if anybody knows my collection, my third item is my holy grail of what I've been looking for forever. So Gradius. Gradius hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is in mine. I think but, it's connected. Yeah, oh yeah. But um so it's my Nintendo Red Ten Arcade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the version I got ended up being the perfect one. I actually got mine from a Nintendo Age member, um, and we met up at Midwest Gaming Classic. Who was uh, it? Um, it's gonna kill me because I always forget his name. <laughs> Even when Lord. I thanked him, I called him the wrong name and he got pissed off. <laughs> oh, Poor guy. Poor guy. Oh, shit. I always keep on saying, like, VGD, but it's not Video Game Depot. <laughs> I hate that. I forgot, you know. And it's been, like, a year since I bought NGD? it, too. No, it wasn't NGD. It might be oh. VGD. <laughs> but he was, a, he, was a, he was a moderator on Nintendo Age. Really? Like, he's, he still might be. Yeah. And he lives up in uh, northern Michigan. Trying to think of his name, but um, but anyways, I met up with him at um, at Midwest Gaming Classic, and the one special thing about this Red Tent was is it has an official Nintendo Play Choice Ten conversion kit in it that was installed by Nintendo. So it's like a basically how a Nintendo Red Tent arcade works is it's a the versus system. So they had games such as tennis. Um, golf, other games on there that you could play. They're Nintendo games, and you could play it on both sides versus each other in the arcade. Um, and a lot of people play it for Gradius or Super Mario Brothers or versus Castlevania, and they're basically arcade versions of NES games that are a little bit more difficult. Um, where the play choice comes into effect is there's a little box underneath it that has the play choice board and one side is play choice 10. Um, the play choice 10 was basically Nintendo games. Um, the board has 10 slots for different arcade cartridges per se. They're actually arcade boards that have like a little connector. Um, and basically what they do is they play Nintendo games within a time limit. Um, there's dip switch settings so I can turn off the time limit for home play. Um, so what I did was, is I ended up, um, and what made it awesome was is the game came with Double Dragon on one side, on the Versus side. And, or no, yeah, no, Double Dragon was on the Play Choice side. On the Versus side was RBI Baseball. Um, so I, I like both those games, but not enough to keep it dedicated to my, um, to my Red Tent. So I ended up getting, I wanted Versus Super Mario Brothers. 
Um, the irony is, is that that has almost like a, a beat em up or a Ninja Turtle syndrome is what I call it. Where once you beat it, it's like, all right, it's beaten. <laughs> Cause I mean, me and Kyle both are like little masters of Mario Brothers, right? So. Oh, yeah, gotta love Mario. Yeah. So. No, 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 wait. It's, that's funny that you so, use the term syndrome. Cause me and syn- Sean use the word syndrome like for a lot of things. So what yeah. do you mean, uh, Mario Syndrome? Um, so basically, Mario Brothers is a game that me and Kyle played the shit out of back when we were kids, to the point where we could almost play it blindfolded and master it. Um, we hold down the run button the entire time, you know, go through it and plow through the game. Um, so even the versus one where the difficulty's upped, where it's like the warp zones are in different spots, the power-ups are in different spots, I can still blaze through that game and beat it. So... Once I beat it, though, it's like, do I want to keep going back to it? It's It doesn't really have that high score feel that, you know, a Donkey Kong would have. Okay. So the game that actually piqued my interest most was Gradius, because unlike Kyle, I don't have that game mastered. So, oh. oh, yeah, Kyle is the master of Gradius. <laughs> oh, yeah, love that game. Hell, you're yeah. awesome at, at uh, Life Force, so... Yes, so I've always wanted to play some Gradius, so... Basically, how I'm playing Gradius, I'm doing it kind of like I was doing Wrecking Crew from the homework. Um, basically, what I'm doing is is I play the game until I die once, and then I restart. Oh, not three. Jesus Christ! Once. So I'm in level like four right now. And is there five levels, Kyle? Uh, there's seven, like seven, but you can yeah. you can skip one. Seven. If if you hit like. Over ten moyheads, I think, on the, th- on the third level. If you kill those, you'll skip level five, which is almost like a revisit of the first level, except a little crazier. Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna play through all seven. I'm just basically what I'm working on is a world record run at this point, so I can just wow. you know master it. And and that's what I've been. I was playing that, but that's like one side. The other side um was the play choice ten side. Now when I got this red tent though. It was a little bit cannibalized, per se. Like, all the buttons weren't normal. The, the craziness was, is at Midwest Gaming Classic, there was a seller in the, in the, the seller room that had original stock Nintendo buttons. <laughs> and they had the colors I needed. Wow. <laughs> I, to this day, oh, yeah. it's been a full year. I haven't seen one yellow Nintendo button online. Like online period, not even on eBay over like for a hundred dollars, not even that. And this guy had a box full, and I bought up everything that I needed. Destiny, destiny, yeah, right. That's like totally like that. Meant meant to be. On top of that, I found the manual at Midwest Gaming Classic from a different guy for the conversion for the red tent. (laughs) Like, like insane. Like whoa, insane. So, and you've gotten like a shit ton of those toppers. I mean, you have a yeah. lot now. Yeah, I, I, um, and so the game wise inside the play choice, cause I'll get to the toppers. <laughs> um, oh yeah, man. The, the got to. Game wise though, I was like, all right, Kyle. So me and him shooting our emails all the time. Um, and we've talked on the phone for hours, like before I moved out to, um, Indiana and before we, uh, before we started the podcast, we used to talk on the phone for hours. So we're like, it was always like good, good chats and things. Um, so I was like, dude, we need to come up with our top 10 NES games of all time. Um, and so the play choice, there's certain games that are on the play choice. 
So, for example, Super Mario Brothers, Mario 3, uh, Rockin' Cats, oh, yeah. stuff like that is on the, um, the play choice. But other games aren't. Uh, the thing is, though, is we're in a new day and age, and people can burn ROMs. So there's certain boards that are compatible with ROMs. So um, I think it was, I got Rad Racer, and it's compatible with The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. So I got The Legend of Zelda in my red tent, and I'm a huge Zelda mark. So, um, <laughs> so basically, I have my top nine games of all time in it. The top board, you can actually get a converter, um, and it's a adapter for an NES cartridge in the PlayChoice 10. So that's why um, I mentioned before I was actually playing NES Virus Cleaner in my Red 10 <laughs> in the arcade. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> and, it, and, and it's it's one of those things where I never had an arcade that I enjoyed playing all the time. Um, there was just something off about it, but the the red tent, the the joystick and the buttons, it's kind of like the Donkey Kong arcade. Like it's perfect. Like I'm playing NES games and it's the controls are perfect. I can nail any like Double Dragon Two is what's currently in my adapter because that's me and Kyle's go to game. Hell yeah! Um, oh yeah! <laughs> and and I can do so fun. I can do like twenty knees in a row on the arcade. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where like it it really has grown on me. And it's been an awesome, you know, addition to my collection. I, I uh, jokingly told my wife, I was like, I've been looking for one of these longer than I've been looking for a wife. <laughs> awesome wife. You don't even have to say jokingly, man. Come on. Yes, 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 of course, boy. jokingly, of course. Uh, <laughs> gets, truth and jest, gentlemen. She, get, she, gives, <laughs> yes, yeah, she gives me shit to this day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as Kyle mentioned, though, the toppers, I don't know, Rob, are you tracking anything about play choice toppers? Have you ever seen those before? No, I... I don't know anything about those. <laughs> All right. So, I didn't either, man. I didn't either. I was yeah. like, what the hell is that, dude? So so basically, um, you know, being the collector that I am, I like to not only get games, but cool stuff to display. And is, is this the same things that you've taken pictures of that you have on the, on the wall? You used to have in the old house, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So so basically what they are is they have these little metal placards that come with a play choice board. The play choice boards come in a, a box, a, a cardboard box. You open it up. The, the board is wrapped in pin foil to protect it from electric. And in that is a sticker and a metal placard and an instruction on how to install the topper. Um, it has three screw holes in the top and you can put it on the top of the actual play choice cabinet. You can put three of them next to each other. Um, so there's a Super Mario Brothers 3 topper, there's a Ninja Gaiden topper, um, and those are all, like, classic NES games, and now there's topper versions of those. And the the crazy thing is, is that me and Kyle have always been on, like, the cusp of collecting something right before it explodes, and it happened with the toppers, because last year I found out about the toppers, I got a, a bunch of them. Like all the ones that I have, and now the prices are like ten times what I paid for it. Dude, they're insane, dude. Yeah, I mean, I was getting for ten bucks a piece and stuff, and now they're like what? hundred. <laughs> yeah, look that up on eBay. It's like whoa. 
Yeah. So, so basically, if I want to, you know, pay for my daughter's college fund, I think I just got to sell the tappers off, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get pretty close to it. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, is it's, it's a really cool little, like, you know, display piece. Um, and it actually adds even more to the, the red tent. Um, the other thing that I did was, is, uh, Kyle at his house has a ton of magnets, um, up on his, like, on his kitchen, on the fridge, a ton of different. Oh, yeah, like, all the, like the movie ones. Yeah, stuff, yeah. And they have Nintendo box art ones. So the red tent is metal. I did all ten of the games that are in my red tent as magnets, so you can see the games like visually as well as on the screen. So it just adds like, and you know, it's like the whole as Kyle was saying about like repurposing things. Like that's exactly what the red tent is to me. Is like I made it my own, my little perfect item, so that. You know, I got it for an extreme deal last year at Midwest Gaming Classic, but to me now, it's worth way more than ten times what I paid. Freaking awesome. That's your baby now. Oh, yeah. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah. It, it's fun as hell to play on, too. It's just... Oh, it's it, ridiculous. Just just to know that it's even it's such a small percentage have can get to play... It's like a really rare movie that hardly anyone knows about. It's like watching it. It's like you just feel kind of like privileged, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like and, Suspiria or something. Hell. Yeah, you know, it's like, man, no one knows about this, and it's just so awesome. Exactly. Yeah, Dario Argento for the win. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got like all his films. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's crazy, though. It's like even my daughter's played Gradius on the, the arcade, and she loves it. She like she thinks she wins when she gets game over at the little music jingle that plays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she goes, yeah, he did it. <laughs> so she's good all around. Though, oh, yeah. it's just it's just like has, and that's like huge nostalgia for me now. It's like new nostalgia. So yeah, there's my little item. I think uh, what Kyle's next. Yeah. Um. So my my final one. Um. I believe it was in like high school. I was maybe ninth or tenth grade, and um. I was like, I've, I've been playing guitar since like middle school, so I was, I was jamming, you know, I'm always like jamming with different people and stuff, and uh, I met one dude through that, and he like took me to his like dad's house or something, and we were gonna like just jam all like weekend and stuff, and play, you know, as loud as we wanted and stuff, Um, so we went there, and I don't know, some time passed, and we were talking to his dad, and he was like, oh, oh yeah, I think we had like, we, we we got to the subject of video games, and uh, he was the the dude that I hung out with. He he was never really like a big gamer, but um, apparently his dad came down and they they had the system. It was, it was in the box. It was like mint condition. He's like, remember when I got this for you? And you never really cared. I think we played it once or twice, and you know, and then we we just put it away. And it was uh, and then he he like looked at me. He's like, he's not really a gamer. You want this? And it was a Sega Master System in the box. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. I was like, yes. Was like, dude. And that was like my first, I, I had known about it, uh, the Master System, because actually someone at like one of those, I think it was Video Game Emporium, uh, it was like one of those local stores that, you know, closed down after like a year or two. Um, they sold me like, I bought some Genesis games from them and, um, he had, Threw, threw this other one in there, and it was like, I was like, what the hell is this, you know? And it, he was like, oh, that that's a Master System cart. And that was the first time when I was like, 
There's a system before Genesis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, really? Exactly. Because the, the marketing push was, was, you know, nothing. <laughs> so, so yeah, and then once he, he was, he was like, here, the, the dad was like, here, here's, here's this system. We don't even want it. You, you can have it. I mean, the box, it's like, wow. it was like used like twice. Is the system yeah. in good condition? It was, oh, dude, yeah. it was like used like twice. And oh, you yeah. lucked out. I only got one, and the thing looks like hell. Looks like somebody blew their nose on it, and that was like the best system I could find. I'm sorry, that was me. <laughs> hell yeah! Well, I'll get to do it sometimes. Now, now, now it's collectible. Now that it has Rob's on. There you go. Yes, yes, you gotta have it. Renowned programmer, sure, man. <laughs> True autograph. Yeah. So, uh, someone else actually gave me a master system like a few years back. They were just cleaning out their their uh, basement they had an NES and a master system like dude we don't want this shit it was really dirty I, I, I made that thing shine I can see myself in that master system yeah <laughs> like that like box from image. the overpass you just don't go on <laughs> oh, dude, stuff up. shine it up real nice <laughs> dude yeah take care of it you know so, says you uh, can't the polish other... a turd <laughs> <laughs> and the, the other thing was um, one of our buddies was coming down later that that weekend and he came down on Saturday, and the other thing that they had was a huge garbage bag of, like, Atari games, like 2600 games. And they were like, hey, you can have this, too. But I was like, I, I could, you know, I could see, like, the one dude, because he liked games, too. We were like, you know, best, best like, bros as far as school goes. You know, it was, like, pretty much um, him was a huge gamer, and, like, Jeff was, like, another, like, best best bro as, like, a kid, but so I could see it in his eyes, like, you fucker. Because <laughs> he, 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 he couldn't come that that one night. Some He had, like, family, you know, like, party or something he had to go to. So he had, he had to come the next day, and he was like, damn it. So I was like, you know what, dude, you can just take the... All the 2600 games, it's it's cool. And who 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 even knows what who even knows what was inside there? Because I, I I had never had the Atari. Like now I'm all into it. But when I was a 20 kid, copies was of like, Combat in there. Yeah, I don't know. Like who? So, but yeah. So that's kind of how that whole story went. But just just more kind of like being in the right place at the right time, you know. So Master System is your favorite thing you have. Um. Well. There, it's not in order. I kind of wanted to use the Master System as a, a finale because we, we've kind of been like throwing Master System things yeah. throughout this whole Well, I'm going to pretend that it is that the top the thing one. that you love. Yes. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to pretend. I, I would actually say if I had to choose, it, it would be yes because I got that oh. when I was the youngest. I got that before the controllers and the... You know, the NES boxes, like litter or whatever. Uh, that's really cool. It's it's hard to find people who actually respect the Master System. I don't know why. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, when I started playing it, I was like, oh, this is, like, the colors were so bright. Like, oh, absolutely. You know? I was like, oh, look at these colors. And it, it turned on, it turned me on to a whole different system, a whole different world. And for, for that, it's like, happenstance is amazing. Yeah. You just never know. Like, okay. This is just sitting here in my lap now, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, oh yeah, Master System for the win, dude. Yes. <laughs> Might have to do a Master System podcast one of these times. <laughs> Telling you, and there was only like 120 games um, on U.S. soil, uh, somewhere around there. <laughs> so, um, it's not like entirely impossible to get them all. I mean, if, if that's what you're... 
yeah, trying to do. Yeah, the most expensive know. one I think is uh, James Buster Douglas Rock Owl. Yep. How much is that? You know, <laughs> uh, when I was actually trying to buy, you know, more of them, it was only sixty. But uh, I would imagine by now it's probably more. Yeah, wasn't Alf also yeah. pretty expensive? Uh, yeah, and I don't know why. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know why. Yeah, I remember seeing that game. It's kind of, it's like a little side scroller, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not really a good game. Uh, no, I, it's not. I, I don't think it's rare or anything. I don't know why it's expensive. Actually, Ghostbusters for the Master System is one of the better ones. Oh, that one's awesome. Yeah, I don't play that, that one instead of the NES one. Yeah, Ghostbusters it's is the like NES the one. NES version, um, but it's way better on the Master on, System. They, like, did on, it right. It's like on steroids. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's good so, stuff though. So I guess oh, we're I we're stuck going Kevin. back to now. I gotta wrap it up. Kevin, Kevin. Oh, I, I gotta be honest. I didn't I didn't have much of an idea, but I'm glad I had enough time here. And uh, now that I think about it, I have to go with an item because it completely enhances my entire retro collection by having this item. Ooh. And what it is is a Sony PVM two zero L five. And what that exactly is, it's like the the highest definition uh, professional video monitor that is a CRT that will work with all the retro systems. And what that basically means is it's the most optimal picture you can get out of these old systems without, you know, emulation and all that other stuff. And you can actually enjoy your light gun games, which are very hard to enjoy nowadays with all these modern televisions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's kind of funny that how I got to this one, it all started with, um, you know, I started hooking up, making my game room, and then, of course, I didn't know at the time, when I was hooking all my older consoles into a flat screen, when I start looking at them, I'm like, man, this this don't look right. <laughs> you start <laughs> noticing the, the delay when hitting the buttons, the yeah. processing in the TV ain't right because they don't care about 240p signals or anything. These TVs are not designed to, you know, de-interlace properly for these old consoles. So I did a little bit of homework, and then I, I came across, um, they say Sony PVMs are optimal, and they're a lot cheaper because nobody wants a big lug-in CRT television, you know what I mean, anymore. So... I do some Craigslisting, and then I, I meet this crazy guy named Jeff that's selling a PVM. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I trekked out a good hour and a half away from my house to meet this man. <laughs> I'm like, middle of the night, because he's so far away from me, it's actually a time zone change all of a sudden. Yep, yep, so yep. I, I told him I'd meet him at a time, and he's called me. He's like, dude, where are you? I'm like, what? I ain't there yet. It's not that time. Then I just notice I hit the point and my car then changes and says, it's this time. I'm like, great. It's like the twilight zone now. So <laughs> I eventually get there Welcome and to my uh, world. He, he shows me his world of games. And boy, that, that was a long night. Very fun and adventurous to say the least. And um, he, he gave me a great deal on uh, two PVM monitors at the time. He had a medical one. It's all yep. white. That's the medical edition. And that one is 600 lines. And the more lines, the more uh, detail, obviously, and sharpness you can get from these old systems. And he gave me a nice, uh, small 13-inch uh, monitor that I use for my testing table. That's nice. But um, when I started learning more and more, and when I plugged in Jeff's, I'm like, man, this is a whole new world of games on how well this looks. So I started digging deeper, and then I find out the 
absolute optimal, in my opinion, from my research, is there's one higher than the medical monitor that was used for actually broadcast TV sets. As be like, you know, back in the 80s when you'd see those movies or you'd see like 50 monitors and the guy's looking at all these yeah. monitors. It's literally oh, like yeah. one of those monitors and the biggest you can get is 20 inches. So I did my homework and Craigslist once again came through and I found a guy out in Valparaiso by me in Indiana that, uh, that had one. And he said he was actually renovating an old video place and they had these in storage and this thing's like mint condition. Only cost nice. me a little bit over a hundred bucks. They go for like eight hundred on eBay, so I'm ecstatic because oh, the shipping on these suckers are like they're ninety pounds. Jeff knows well how heavy these suckers are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, just going in that direction, getting this monitor, and it basically guarantees that I can kind of preserve the whole experience and look between light gun devices and the optimal retro feel and look on a CRT. As long as I can keep this, you know, industrial grade monitor alive, which is actually more feasible than, you know, going to the dollar store and keeping those alive. Not that I'm against getting goodwill TVs, because I think we all need to stock up in our garages, because one day they're going to start going skyrocketing. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. man, I remember people are throwing these things out. And now people want hundreds of dollars for their old Toshiba TV, you know, but yep. no, I, I got to put it. at It's all in that because this enhances all my retro systems. and They all look like better than I can imagine when I play on that monitor. So I'm giving it to the monitor as my last finale. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was looking on online at, like, what the biggest ones were, like the old ones. And I guess there's an NEC one. Yeah, you can get like, 32. NEC makes a badass one, but the thing that's a pain in the ass about that monitor is <laughs> you have like... to get a special sink adapter, and you got to strip the sink out to um, do RGB and stuff. It's you got to pay a little bit more money and actually, like, get this card module thing. So I said, screw it. The Sony will just take the raw RGB signal. So that's why I went with this one. And, no, and, well, yeah, no, and on a side note, just if anybody's not an RGB specialist out there, um, I'll, I'll give a, a nod to the Sega Master System and all the Genesis product. Yes. Those all do uh, RGB out of the box. Yes, they do. Sega makes beautiful that's products. Right. NES, Super Nintendo, all the Nintendos, as much as I love Nintendo, I'm sorry. I had to pay good money to have these suckers modded to work. Whereas all my Sega products I could plug and play, which is pretty frustrating, you know what I mean? Yeah, and what what blew me away about the NEC one that, that I was looking up, it said it was like 200 pounds. Yep, you're right. And that's the <laughs> I reason like, I don't have it. I don't think I have a table that would support that stuff. Dude, I was like, you would need a concrete slab. Yep, to like... yep. That's the other reason you're going to have that one. I like, that is crazy. Yeah, that's but... the only one that's really better than this one, Jeez, but obviously Christ. due to the weight and the size, that's why I'm not getting that one. So I'm getting no, it. That's so not 20 incher right? for me. Good lord. But, but uh, <laughs> sounds like we all need a retro fitness. Yeah, I was laughing at that though. So the pressure is on top. He's got the finale story. Oh, good lord! <laughs> finale story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, uh, one one of one of my favorite series was, of course, Ninja Gaiden. And as I got older and started to collect games, uh, I had problems finding a certain game. And we went to Champagne. <clears throat> I brought that place up earlier. Went to Champagne. And, uh, they, I think it was called Disc. No, Game Replay? Game? Disc Replay? X-Play Game? I don't know what it was called. It, it was some, it was one of these older, you know, they carried all the old stuff. And 
I have this thing when I see something, like when I, I found Castlevania Chronicles, you know, in the wild, quote unquote. Well, uh, I see, I see something, I, I automatically go, oh! like, I, I literally make the noise and I shake my hands. Shining down upon you. Yes. I, I, I make the noise and I shake my hands. The game guys. I, I walked in and I saw Ninja Gaiden 3, the ancient ship of doom. Oh yeah. And I oh, went, yeah. oh! <laughs> that is, I, that is the best action packed NES game ever. Ever. Like, Every movement you make, there is a new enemy that's going to pop up to decapitate you or something. It's <laughs> insane. Like, you are constantly on the move. Like, that's the kind of uh, way I, that's the way I like to play games. It's like, if it's a, if it's a heavy action game, I want to keep moving. Yes, yes. Like fast paced. Yes. Like yeah. Donkey, Donkey Kong Country is kind of like that. Yes. Like Dude, that. Like you, that. You just go, go, you yeah, know? Do not stop. Keep pressing forward. Collect $200 when you pass go. Yeah. You, yep. you like hit this like flow and it just feels so and good. That's what Ninja Gaiden 3 does for me. And that is, I, I swear to God, man, I have never played another action game like that where <clears throat> if you actually just keep going, it is so intense, and you have to know how to use your weapons <clears throat> at the right moments. Uh huh. It's 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 mind blowing. It is literally mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that was going up a lot in price, man. Let me tell you. I bet it has. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. And don't you have like a numbered amount of continues? Because in the first two, you can just keep going. Like five. Okay, so that oh. that's even more intense. Although the Japanese version is unlimited. Yes, huh. it interesting. Is. And the Japanese <laughs> version, the Japanese yeah, version has really less uh, enemies. It has harder, yeah. uh when you die, you start closer to where you died at. Yeah. Like the the American oh. North American version is way harder. So it's like Kevin was you know, that's like you know why they did one that, of the right? very few that's actually harder in America yeah, than other than like right. Dynamite Petty. <laughs> and, you know and, why? They, you know why know. they did that, though, right? Because they like it was like Americans. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't even that. Because back <laughs> in the day, the whole Mario Brothers two controversy, where we got the dumbed down version because we couldn't uh, handle the lost levels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's how Japanese initially thought of Americans. Yeah. But come Ninja Gaiden three time frame, that's near the end of the NES cycle. It's a little bit later releases, right? Basically, there was a huge rental market for the NES. So what they would do is they would increase the difficulty on certain games so that way people would be able to get their rentals worth and have to keep renting the game. It was kind of like a mini arcade type of mentality. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, the coming uh, up deal. What was the other notorious one? I think it was Streets of Rage 3 is terrible compared to Bare Knuckle 3 in the um, Japanese for the Genesis. Really? Uh, yeah, because they increased the difficulty so much to where it's not even fun. Whereas Ninja Gaiden 3, Gaiden, uh, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, but, but Ninja Gaiden No, you're 3, right, you're right. <laughs> Everyone's right. Hell Rest yeah. On. Gaiden around. Rest on. Uh, rest off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is, though, is I, I still feel that Ninja Gaiden 3 is still awesome. It's just, it takes more learning. 
Yes. I don't, it's intense. I think exactly. I actually have, oh, Kyle, you, you yeah. said you do, uh, one life runs? Yeah. I did one that, of Ninja Gaiden 3. Oh, really? oh, oh, dude, that's tape? like. And that? wait, yeah, wait. For real. Let me tell you why it's different than any Ninja Gaiden three run you'll ever see on the internet. You Everybody with every. Oh, don't tempt me! Don't tempt me! <laughs> no, every Ninja Gaiden three run you will ever see on the last level, they use the fire wheel. They abuse it, like the invincibility fire thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't use it at all. When no, when I beat the last boss, I had seven seconds left. Oh my god! Oh. Like because That's the like... the timer from the beginning of the last level to the end of the last level, even though you go through three different sections, it stays. It it doesn't reboot. It always stays the exact same. And so when you use the fire wheel, oh. you can just jump through things. But if you don't use that. Then you got talent. <laughs> you wow. know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's those, when you've mastered the game. That's like ridiculous. And like those, those guiding games, they always pull some shit at the, on the last level. Yep. And I didn't know that that was like the, the little gimmick for three. Oh, yeah. Jesus. It's crazy. Seven seconds. Like I, I, your heart must have been like pumping. Dude, awesome. you can see me on, cause I use an actual camera, like a stand up camera. Oh, okay. Like filming it. You, you, I jump up. I'm running across the game, and like, yeah, because I had only done it, like, <laughs> two times before that or something. And I finally captured it on camera. That's awesome. God damn. Yeah, because yeah, I recently beat the first one on Kevin's channel. Yeah, you gotta see Kyle. That, he was pimping on that one. But that's way better than I, like, I, I died a bunch of times. I mean, that's, like, sick. Yeah. Dude, check it out. Sly Dog <laughs> Studios channel. You'll see it. It's oh, awesome. will do. I'll, I'll be subscribing to that soon because I got to see this U Force action. <laughs> Take some notes. Yeah. But uh, I was going to ask you, Rob, did you ever play the Super Nintendo remake of it? Oh, the Ninja Gaiden trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like it. Okay, I was just curious. I've never played it. Would you recommend? Do you say it's no. similar to the NES, or just don't touch it? Don't touch it. Okay, it, stick it, with the originals. It, yes, it feels different. Is uh, it the controls? I can't remember. I think that's what it is, though. Uh, it's the controls, maybe the music, too? Hmm. Uh, the graphics, like, nothing felt right with Ninja Gaiden Trilogy. Nothing because, felt in my opinion, you know, Super Mario All-Stars, they did a pretty good job on that, where it doesn't feel, you know, too different to where you don't like it. It's actually a good enhancement. It's not right. like that. Right. No, no, it's... It, it feels... It feels like a D-make on a... Uh, better system oh i gotcha it's it's just really bad it doesn't feel right Man. it doesn't feel like the original games now, i can understand remakes are hit or miss right well plus when it's a twitch type thing it's like instinctive yeah and you it's almost like how there's like a delay on the flat screens you can just feel it like you just know like wait i should be able to be hitting this you know, instead of I'm getting hit, kind of thing. No. Yeah, it's it's like playing on a um a flat screen or an HD TV. You yeah. just got that weird ice skating feel. Yeah, the 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 yeah. SNES thing but wasn't very good in my opinion. Oh uh, yeah, because uh, me and Jeff were playing Mario World, and it was like we we couldn't even do anything on the flat screen. We felt like 
Like, we played this game a million times, and we can't even beat, like, you know, the fifth level or whatever. It's just, like, hilarious. Yeah, it was like, we were playing it on the Wii on a flat screen with the, yeah. with an emulator. It was, oh, like, it's like, triple filtered. <laughs> oh, God. It was bad, dude. Well, yeah. that's, like, my old drummer's house, man. He has this big old screen, like a big old HD screen. And sometimes we get together and we play Mario 3. Like, all of us would just trade the controllers. But when we play it at his house, I feel all this lag. Like, I'll press jump, and then all of a sudden I fall in a pit, and I'm like, what the? Yep. I'm exactly. Like, and That's I'm like, what's going on? But, but it's funny <laughs> yep. because, you know, they're not hardcore gamers. Yeah. Nope. And they and they say, I don't know what you're talking about. What lag? <laughs> what do you mean? And I'm like, you, like, you don't do feel that notice? lag? And then when we yeah, play at my house, not? I'm killing it. You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like yep. boom, boom, boom. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin's way is, is definitely the way to go. Oh, well, with mine, um, I got a video scaler to compensate for that on the modern TVs, but they ain't cheap, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. Damn money. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'd say we, we wrapped up. That was all three of, all, all three of our favorite items for all four of us. That's freaking yeah. long pocket. What, what do we have time wise for the second podcast here? Wow. It's it's coming up probably hour and a half two hours. Holy shit! Hour, say. My total is <laughs> yeah. three hours, so I think. Oh hell yeah! It. <laughs> Holy fuck! That was a blast. Hell yeah! So uh, let's wrap things up. Um, if anybody um who's listening wants to participate, uh, vgbspodcast at gmail dot com. Shoot us an email. Tell us what your top three gaming items are. We'll uh, read them up on a um a future podcast. Um, Rob, again, it was a uh, great having you on. Um. Oh yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Yeah, man. yeah. You feel free if you want to join us any uh you know week that we're doing a podcast. We do it every week on Thursdays at uh 9 p.m. Don't Eastern tempt me. Time. Don't Eastern tempt time. me. 